Warning, you're about to enter the arena and join the battle to save America with your host, Sean Parnell. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Battleground Live. I'm looking at the live chat. We get in the live chat probably an hour before the show. And uh, the battle crew and I, that's that's what we call ourselves now. And it's not me that chose it. It's it's the audience of this amazing show. Uh, I, I, by the way, I love how you all are taking ownership of the show. I mean it when I say that this show is, is yours, not mine. <laughs> so it's I love I love all your ideas. It's it's amazing. Uh, and and Grandpa Five Thousand, which might be one of the best uh, names on Rumble, Grandpa Five Thousand, uh, sounds like some sort of Terminator robot that is also a grandfather. Uh, said Battle Crew Assemble, and I gotta say that's a good one. I like what you did there, uh, but I'm grateful to have you all here. It's it's Thursday. Uh, don't forget. So a couple things right up front. Um, tomorrow we have the very first show where Commander Melanie is coming on with me, and we're going to go through a whole range of topics with you all tomorrow. So do not miss tomorrow. Uh, uh, believe me, I've been talking to Melanie about it. And for those of y'all who are new to the show, Melanie's my wife, and she's 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 a shield maiden for sure, a conservative shield maiden. <laughs> she's very 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 fierce, and has really great takes, but. I'm not sure she's excited for the show. Um, I, I'm excited to have her on. Um, Ma- Commander Melanie, maybe not so much. So we have to do everything that we can to welcome her properly into the trenches with the battle crew. Um, okay, so let me just get right into it because I have so much to talk about today on the show. Um, but I put out a a uh, a post on X today and or the other day and i said and i say on the show often that the democrats have been cheating in elections for a very 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 long time and i had a a tweet or post on x go go viral when i was talking about that and have short form content out on that as well so i started doing research into when the democrats first started cheating in elections and i found this website called raab collection Okay, and this website has some amazing collectibles, you know, actual written documents from Ronald Reagan. There's one of Andrew Jackson. I'm looking at the website now. It says the trail of tears begins. President Andrew Jackson sends the Senate confidential documents on the first Indian removal treaty. I mean, that's going for thirty five thousand dollars. And this 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 confirmation was that on January 3rd, 1830. This is like a collectible site. It's not a political site, but I found this. It's this crazy letter. Of course, it's already been sold, but from Abraham Lincoln and that it says Abraham Lincoln investigates voter fraud in the 1864 presidential election. And then it goes on to say, this is so, this is so crazy. Agents of the Democrat Party had been convinced of forging soldiers' ballots and casting them for their candidate, George B. McClellan. And so the article, I'm going to just read you a little bit of it here. It says, it was clear by 1863 that the vote of the Union soldiers would be a critical factor in determining the upcoming 1864 presidential election, particularly in the swing state of New York. Back then, New York was a swing state. Uh, Republicans expected to get the lion's share of soldier ballots, and Lincoln supporters in New York sought to allow Union soldiers to cast their votes through a proxy. New York Democrats opposed this proxy legislation, with Governor Horatio Seymour saying that if proxy votes decided the election, there would be a well-funded doubt as to the person rightfully entitled to the presidential office. So at the core of this issue are a couple things. One, the Democrats tried to cheat Abraham Lincoln, the man who was trying to end slavery in America. They tried to commit election fraud against Abraham Lincoln using, yes, mail-in ballots. These were mail-in ballots that were that were set to be used during the Civil War, which would allow Civil War soldiers to vote by mail temporarily while the fight was being conducted from the front lines in, in essentially what they call absentia. And so the Democrats were busted trying to forge ballots uh, against Abraham Lincoln, essentially trying to defeat him through voter fraud. 
The second thing, the second part about this is, is that the, is that the Democrats have hated the military for a very long time. Their position in 1864 was to deny soldiers who were out there on the front lines fighting for the Union Army, trying to preserve this country to deny them the right to vote. Now, thankfully, the Democrats failed on this, but I'm going to read to you what happened because it's, it's just fascinating to me. The Democrats it's the media would have you believe that this is all some big conspiracy theory, but it's not. So it's a two of the Democrat Party agents, Moses J. Ferry and Edward Donahoe, were arrested in Baltimore by an army provost marshal. They were arraigned by a military commission in October, chaired by General Abner Doubleday. Specifically, the two were charged with conduct, preju- conduct prejudicial to the welfare of, the, of service, falsely impersonating and representing officers in the United States service. They were accused of forging ballots of New York soldiers and changing votes to support Democrat candidates. Donahoe asked for an attorney while Ferry made a confession. He accused Donahoe of affixing the officer's name to ballots himself. Donahoe at first denied complicity, but later confessed to having signed blanks with the name of C.S. Arthur, captain and aide de camp. But he claimed that no offense was committed in as much as there was no officer by that name in the service of New York or the United States. In the press dispatches, it was alleged that several dry goods boxes, listen to this, in the press they, they, they said that there were several dry goods boxes of forged votes for the Democrat Nas- for the Democratic national and state tickets and had been forwarded to New York. Folks, what does this remind you of? It's almost exactly what they did with these mail-in ballots during the during the 2020 election when they cheated President Trump. I mean, this is crazy. History repeats itself. This is why they don't want us talking about the 2020 election. They don't want us studying history because they don't want us to stop them. And look, this is not this isn't bullshit. I'm reading from a non-political site about historical artifacts. So get this. Ferry also implicated other several other New York Democrat Party operatives. Both Ferry and Donahoe were convicted in, of forgery in late October, weeks before the election, and sentenced to prison. Folks, Lincoln signed off on life in prison for these people. Uh, the voter fraud case was reported on extensively by newspapers supporting Lincoln. The New York Times reported that fraudulent copperhead attempts to alter the election results had been thwarted. The New York Times in this day and age would, of course, be calling Republicans along with Abraham Lincoln conspiracy theorists. But I digress. In the end, Lincoln uh, won by f- a- a- approximately 4000 votes. Um, but this is fascinating to me. Because I say that the Democrats have been doing this for decades. No, the Democrats have been doing this sort of shit for over a hundred years. And which leads me into the next point, which is what the Democrats are trying to do with President Trump. Uh, but before I get to that, if you're watching the show early on, make sure you like and rumble. I talk about that all the time. It's a great, easy, free way to support the show. Um, tell your family, tell your friends to subscribe to Battleground Live. I mean, this show is growing like gangbusters. We got a whole tranche of new people in the live chat today, which I thought was awesome. Uh, our live chat community is super supportive. And uh, in, in actually, we're building a community that that I hope will help save this country one day. And so we want you in the trenches with us. So tell your family, tell your friends to, to get in the fight, uh, get in the trenches with the battle crew. Um, also, make sure that you you know go on your phone and download the Vigilant News Network app. I mean, we just fit, we're filling the 5 p.m. time slot over there. The Vigilant News Network. I mean, they've got Ed Henry in the morning on a show called Wake Up Patriots, and they've got Ivory Hecker at night at 8 p.m. Uh, on a show uh, for the Gateway Pundit called Beyond the Headlines. All of this stuff is free to you. The whole point of it is to get you away from major media outlets that are beholden to big pharma and their advertisers. We don't have that problem. And our focus is bringing you real news, real truth every single day. So download the Vigilant News Network app. It's it's free. It always will be. Um, and we just joined them recently, and we're proud to be a part of that network. Um, okay, so Afghanistan. So part of my job in Afghanistan in 2006, and this is so interesting, I think about this often, was to secure elections over there. We were we were there at a time where Karzai was running for re-election. And when, one of the things that we were supposed to look out for were things like voter fraud, election fraud, 
or any what what our State Department would call election violations. And what the Colorado Supreme Court just did <laughs> like a couple of days ago, like I'll just tell you, there's no way in hell we would have given the thumbs up to an election in Afghanistan if they did something like this. Now, Afghanistan can barely be considered a country. It is as tribal as you can possibly get. I mean, it just loosely affiliated tribes. I mean, they showed up on election day, uh, dipped their their thumbs or, or index finger in purple ink, voted, and they did that so that they couldn't vote twice. We don't do that here in America. We don't even ask for ID. Um, so one can actually make the argument that they have more secure elections in Afghanistan, one of the poorest countries on the face of the planet, probably the poorest country on the face of the planet, the most third world country on the face of the planet in Afghanistan. They have more secure elections than we do. There's no way in hell we would have ever certified an election in Afghanistan, given what the cholera, if, if, if they did anything that even resembled what the Colorado Supreme Court did. Now, remember, and this is, you know, Mike Davis has been weighing in on this consistently on X, and he's been a warrior. Uh, we're going to get him on the show here soon. Uh, but he said disqualification under the uh, Section 3 of the 14th Amendment requires federal criminal conviction, evidence beyond a reasonable doubt, and unanimous jury, and conviction upheld on appeal for rebellion or insurrection. Now, anything short of that is illegal. Of course, it's dangerous. And what we have here in Colorado are essentially uh, uh, the, the Democrat court in Colorado is comprised exclusively, or the court in Colorado is comprised exclusively of Democrats, right? And they're none of them are, are actually, none of them are elected. They all get appointed. So they're not ever beholden to the people. In Pennsylvania, and this is different uh, in every state, but in Pennsylvania, our judges run, which frankly, I don't like either. There are pros and cons to arguments, whether you, you're appointing judges or allowing them to run on a party ticket. Uh, either way, if you're appointing judges, what could end up happening if you have a Democrat in power is they stack the court with all these purple haired freak, um, you know, bottom of the barrel law school, diversity, equity, inclusion, all star team people that be judges. And that's essentially what happened in Colorado. And they're again, they're not beholden to the people. That, you know, and if they're if you're going to use an appointment model, look to a state like Delaware, where uh, the state, whether a Democrat or Republican is in charge, and most of the time it's Democrats in a state like Delaware, but the, the, they're, they're required to replace evenly. So if a Republican retires, that seat must be filled with a Republican. If a Democrat retires, uh, it has to be filled by a Democrat. Now, is that perfect? No, but of I would rather have that than a judge running on a party ticket committed to the Democrat party line or Republican party line, although Republicans have a a, a, a stronger commitment to the Constitution uh, or, or the this appointment model where you can end up with a Supreme Court that's stacked with radical Democrats. Keep in mind, folks, that Trump was never convicted of insurrection which is what this is all about. No one involved in January 6th was convicted in an, of, of an insurrection. Trump was never charged with insurrection. No one involved with January 6th was charged with insurrection. Remember this, that Jack Smith is beady-eyed little shit-lib freak that he is. He, he didn't even charge these January 6th defendants with insurrection because he didn't think that it met the criteria of insurrection. And of course, Trump was impeded uh, acquitted on the second impeachment charge uh, related to the events of January 6th, which, of course, the Democrats call an insurrection. So in this trial there, in, in, in Colorado, there really was no trial. Trump presented no evidence. He didn't ha get his chance to have discovery or make his case at all. It's you just have these de radical Democrat appointees who are judges in Colorado deciding that millions of people, over a million Coloradans, voted for Trump in the 2020 election. These judges basically told all of those people that they can go to hell. I mean, I'm frankly, that's sickening to me. And, and you don't hear a damn thing from the media at all. It, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. You don't hear any anything from these elected Democrats who cry. I mean, scream bloody murder if there's even the slightest bit of election integrity laws that are about to be uh, or passed in the state legislature. I mean, for example, if Republicans tried to pass a national voter ID law 
Democrats would scream that we were going to disenfranchise voters and that it would be racist. Now, disenfranchising a million Republicans by not allowing them to pick their president of choice, they're dead silent. These people are disgusting hacks whose hypocrisy knows no bounds. It's shameful. Um, But what came out today was something that is really, really interesting. And Mike Davis, again, highlighted this for me. Um, And he says here on Twitter that Biden's drive to imprison Trump for life instead of facing him on November 5th, 2024, just hit a potential legal roadblock. Uh, And he goes on to question, was Jack Smith's appointment as special counsel even legal? Do the federal courts even have jurisdiction to proceed? And he posted a link to a Supreme Court docket of a case that was filed challenging the special prosecutor, beady-eyed little freak Jack Smith challenging his appointment. Essentially what it says, it seems to me be a huge deal because the Democrats did violate procedure here. Um, Essentially, Smith should have been nominated by the president and confirmed by the Senate in order to wield the authority he has thus far. And so this entire process has been rotten to the core from the very beginning. And my only question is, what the hell took so long for anyone to notice this discrepancy? One, uh, but but two, this process, think about it like this. If the Democrats, if the Supreme Court does not weigh in, which I hope that they do to provide clarity, but if they don't, what do you have a situation where Trump ends up going to jail? He can't run for a reelection. He ends up being convicted in Washington, D.C. on these bogus trumped up charges. What are they going to send him to jail based on accusations from a special prosecutor that was appointed illegally? Do you understand how dangerous that, I mean, you see my point, right? This entire thing is rotten and been fabricated from the very beginning to get Trump. The Democrats used the term insurrection for way back in January just to get Trump. And so uh, there, all of these legal folks, uh, lawyers from all around the country, both Democrat and Republican, um, are starting to weigh in and to my shock, even the most liberal college professors out there are saying that this Colorado case is disgraceful. Um, to this from an excerpt in the in the Tribune Review, uh, which is uh, a paper in Pennsylvania. Uh, the title of the article is "Trump Case in Colorado Blows the Doors uh, Blows the Doors Open." So, Allison da- Dagny is a political science professor at Shippensburg University, said if such a case gets filed in Pennsylvania with a liberal state Supreme Court. Now, hey, didn't somebody just tell you about this a couple of days ago, that this ruling in Colorado from this liberal Supreme Court opens the door now for a state like, say, Colorado or anywhere that Democrats have a majority on their state Supreme Court now and now everyone's going to do it. Um, so here she is saying two days later exactly what I said. And hey, look, I'm not even a lawyer. But I did stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night. So there's that. Um, so liberal state Supreme Court and Democrat governor and uh, in, in Josh Shapiro, it's likely Trump would be removed from the ballot there, too. What what uh, Dagny's expects will happen, though, is that the U.S. Supreme Court takes the case quickly and rules Trump cannot be removed from the ballot. This decision won't be an ideological one, she said. Instead, Dagny said It would be the court being cognizant of the potential ramifications of its decision. A, if they determine Trump or if if they determine Trump can be removed from the ballot, there will be a a probability of violence. And B, I just cannot imagine a court that would engage in such a way that is anti-democratic, she said. (laughs) Left out of that statement is how the Democrats are not just anti-democratic, but they're pro-authoritarian. And that's just scared the living shit out of all of us. Lidowitz, who's a professor at Duquesne University, my alma mater, I got my undergrad and my master's degree at Duquesne. Uh, Lidowitz, who is not a Trump supporter, agrees the U.S. Supreme Court will quickly overrule the Colorado court. When it does, he said he hopes the decision is unanimous. This shouldn't be a matter of politics. He said this is too important uh, a question. If the court splits along partisan lines, Lidowitz says it could damage democracy. We need this to be an example of the rule of law and not power politics, he said. If it's unanimous court and they say it hasn't been shown yet, I think the the country could easily accept that. Lidowitz called the Colorado court decision an absolute disgrace. This is someone who does not like Trump and is liberal. There's no precedent for it. 
It's obvious at all. It's not obvious at all that he led the attack on the Capitol. It's not obvious at all that he led the attack on the Capitol. Leadowitz said this matter is being litigated to pretend the evidence is in is ridiculous. So, of course, I mean, you know, I have to say I am pleasantly surprised by liberals, uh, academic liberals who are weighing in on this because clearly there's going to be backlash from this. If if the precedent is set that a president can be anything's an insurrection, then, hey, maybe we remove ba- uh, Joe Biden from the ballot saying that he violated his oath of office by letting all these illegal I- invaders across our southern border. I mean, that's basically an insurrection, right? If everything is an insurrection and can be classified as an insurrection, this can be weaponized a million times over against Democrats or Republicans in the future. Of course, it's a, and moreover, of course, it's a dangerous precedent to have a bunch of unelected judges removing people from the ballot and denying Americans an opportunity to vote. It's shameful and disgusting. Um, And so I got to we're going to I'm going to show you this video of a New York Times editorial board member uh, opining on this. And she, of course, was. I mean, you can imagine what she says, but she's not nearly as fair as any of these liberal uh, lawyers who are at law schools all around the country. She had a complete whack job. But before I get to that, I want to thank Deepwell and I want to thank Cabot. They're our founding sponsors of this program. Uh, They've been with us since January and none of this would be possible without them. If you're looking for a job or you're looking for a handgun, best damn handguns in the country, best 1911 handguns in the country, go to CabotGuns.com. Or if you're looking for work, Deepwell is hiring in all positions. That's deepwellservices.com. Check them out. I uh, also want to tell you about the wellness company. I just I just got my, my wellness company being shipped to me. I got all the prescriptions filled. Uh, the wellness company is basically, I mean, look, we learned during COVID, you can't trust the government. You can't trust Fauci. You can't leave your health to the government. And the wellness company is a sponsor of this program. And we're, and we're, and we're proud to have them. But the whole point of these the emergency medical medical kits is to make sure your family is taken care of in the event of a disaster, whether it's a tick bite or COVID COVID one thousand or a zombie apocalypse. The, these medical emergency kits have everything that you need to see your family through those really horrible events. I mean, they've got all sorts of antibiotics and they even got ivermectin in, in there. The Democrats so lovingly called horse paste at the height of the COVID pandemic, which, of course, we know now that ivermectin was always a solid uh, a solid alternative treatment to COVID-19. But the media preferred to lie to your face. Um, but this is about protecting your family. I've got five kids and I'm not leaving their health to chance. And that's why I like the wellness company. That's why I've got an emergency medical kit uh, coming to my house in the mail right now. You should check them out too. And if you do decide to check them out, go to TWC Health backslash Battleground and order today. That's TWC Health backslash Battleground and use the promo code Battleground to save 10%. You just might need it. And if you find yourself in a situation needing it and not having it, God, you don't want to be in that situation, believe me. Um, okay, let me um let me get to the sound of this New York Times reporter just being a complete shit lib mouth breeder. Um, I mean, honestly, try not to let your IQ diminish by a good 10 points watching this. Um, yeah, if we got that sound, let's go ahead and roll the tape. To the um to the Republican candidates argument that this should be the voters should have the say and not the courts. Why are you standing with Confederates? who betrayed this country. And this is what they're standing with, is the spirit of those Confederates rather than the Americans who came together after a long and brutal civil war that was fought to keep the Union together uh, and saw, clearly saw a threat in ex-Confederates running for office, so much so that they amended the Constitution to prevent those traitors from running for office. That should send a message that our election system, our electoral system, can be used for nefarious purposes against the democracy itself. It's clear. Uh, It's clear as day. So this idiot... I mean, first of all, this is the same idiot that when Mike Bloomberg was running for president said that Mike Bloomberg 
could have given everyone in America a million dollars with the money that he spent running for president, clearly having not even a, a basic understanding of how mathematics works. This mouth breather is on the board, uh, the New York Times editorial board. And you wonder why that paper is so in the tank for basically every progressive liberal cause out there is because their board is populated by these weirdo freak communists who are calling Republicans Confederates, racist, horrible xenophobes. You know, these people, they really do despise you. They really do hate you. They really do wish the worst for you. I mean, look, look at what these people are doing to the January 6th political prisoners. Not only are they locking them up unjustly, because of course they are, but the media is cheerleading this. They're laughing the entire time. And here, this, this is someone who's in on the editorial board of one of the biggest, oldest newspapers in the country, basically calling half the country, 74 million Republicans, Oh, why are you siding with Confederates? What a complete bullshit, disingenuous question that is. I mean, of course, none of us are Confederates. I mean, I'm not even going to answer that question. And in fact, if any liberal out there tries to say this to you, just laugh in their face because they're not worth like even a response from you. Um, but not it's not just the media folks that have weighed in on this. I mean, I, I, I'm telling you, uh, <laughs> Political, Republican political candidates in the primary have weighed in, too. And the two folks who had most notably the weakest response to this, I have to say, and again, I look, I try not to do Republican on Republican violence. It's just I try not to do that. But Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley have been disappointing. I mean, I, I don't I don't hate Nikki Haley. I don't hate Ron DeSantis. I despise Nikki Haley's foreign policy. I think it's bad for America and dangerous for America's sons and daughters, and it makes the world overall less safe. So I disagree with her on a policy matter. And Ron DeSantis, who was supposed to be Trump without the baggage, I mean, that's just what everybody told us. But he's just coming up short on a lot of these on a lot of these questions. And I saw this video clip of him doing an interview today about him. At, he was asked very clearly in no uncertain terms. Do you have any regrets about running in the GOP primary this year? I mean, that answer could be that the answer to that question. I mean, he could have approached it from a million different ways, but this is what he said. Is there anything you, if not regret, uh, you look at this campaign and go, oh, I wish I would have done that. Uh, how, how do you feel about that? Well, there's always different things that happen. I mean, I would say if, if I could have one thing change, I wish Trump hadn't been indicted on any of this stuff. I mean, honestly, I, I think that, you know, from Alvin Bragg on, um, I've criticized the cases. I think, you know, someone like a Bragg would not have brought that case if it was anyone other than Donald Trump. And so, you know, he, someone like that's distorting justice, which is bad, but I also think it distorted the primary. Um, and I think it's, it's been, it's been that those have kind of been the main issues that have happened. Because it's helped last, him. Is that what you're saying? And so therefore it's, it's both, both that, but then it also is just crowded out, I think, so much other stuff and it's sucked out a lot of oxygen. And so, um, you know, some of these, some of these guys like Bragg, you know, they, they abuse their power. I mean, incidentally, he's a Soros-backed prosecutor. I'm the only one in the country. I've removed two, one from Tampa and one from Orlando. And it does show you that they view law as an extension of politics. And that gets very, very dangerous when this country goes down that road. But that's interesting. You're saying it made him stronger in a way, and it made it, made it tougher for you and others. I think for the primary, it distorted. Primary. Yeah, I think it distorted. Now, in a general election, I think the Democrats have have a plan on this. Uh, I think the media has a plan on this. And I think if it gets to the point where six months from now, Trump's the presumptive nominee and he's having to go through all this, they are they they have a plan for how they're, they're going to ride this out. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like watching the live chat while you all react to the video in real time. This is what I love about this live chat and about doing shows on Rumble because I get to interact with you all in real time when I'm on the show. And Spar is just ruthless in the chat saying, I'm sick of where is it? I'm sick of the panty waste. Haley is a warmonger neocon. <laughs> you guys, you guys are just, you guys are just savage. Uh, but DeSantis's point there was basically his, his one regret is that there, that, that Trump being indicted 
91 times and go to jail for potentially a thousand years, but he's the real victim. He's the one that suffered in the primary. I don't understand that answer. I, I mean, you could, there could have been a million ways he could have taken it, but he just, I, it came up short. And I said that leading into the video segment and, and Melanie texted me, came up short, uh, referencing DeSantis and she texted me an emoji of a high heel. <laughs> so tomorrow, this is what you're going to get with commander Melanie. She is savage indeed, just as savage as anybody else in the battle crew for sure. Uh, but look, folks, Republicans need to start fighting back. Our country is on the line. I mean, it's it's not hyperbolic and it's not an exaggeration to say that if Republicans continue to take it on the chin like this and be a speed bump as our as our country plunges into what could be a hundred years of darkness, tyrannical darkness, I mean, what are they doing? They're not fighting. They're not doing anything right now except for. Um, except for the state of Texas, uh, which is which I thought amazing. I mean, I say often in order to win this fight, because, look, the Democrats, they're not they don't give a damn about anything. They're united. They're about tearing down this country brick by brick. They are not ashamed to say so publicly. Doesn't matter how crazy they are. They back each other up and they move the ball down the field methodically. Republicans need to start fighting fire with fire. Now, I, look, Republican states that have Republican courts. Well, look, why aren't we trying to kick Joe Biden off the ballot? He has clearly violated his oath of office by letting over 10.5 million illegal immigrants into this country. It's clear. I mean, we have video proof of it every day and every day seems to be worse than the one before. I mean, I think we broke a, a record in this country of over 12,500 illegal migrants I say illegal migrants. I was talking to Melanie this morning. She said, you should stop calling them migrants. That's the term that the left wants us to use. And she's absolutely right. I don't know why. I just say it. Uh, they really are invaders or illegal aliens. Um, they should not be coming into this country. We don't know who they are. But Biden has clearly violated his oath of office. Um, so why not? Why Why aren't these Republican states or states where Republicans control Supreme Courts. Why aren't we kicking Biden off of the ballot in these states? Fight fire with fire because that's the only way we save our country. But Texas, thankfully, is doing just that. And hopefully more states will follow. Check this out. Seeing what happened in Colorado tonight, Laura, makes me think, except we believe in democracy in Texas, maybe we should take Joe Biden off the ballot in Texas for allowing 8 million people to cross the border since he's been president, uh, disrupting our state far more than anything anyone else has done in recent history. And so um, this is uh, this is so outrageous. 10,000, 12,000, 14,000 people a day crossing the border. All right. So he's he's completely right. The only way forward here is Republicans to fight fire with fire. I have never been more convinced The Democrats will not back off, not even one inch unless Republicans start presenting a hard target. The Democrats don't care about Republican repercussions because the Democrats don't fear Republicans. They need to start fearing Republicans. Every time the Democrats make a radical decision or want to do something insane, they need to think two, three, four times before doing it. That's how dangerous our party needs to be. Like, if you mess with us, we will mess with you. But right now, the reason why the Democrats continue to ratchet up the crazy whether it was media hoaxes while Trump was running for office and then impeaching him based on hoaxes and then the hoax Mueller probe that dug up nothing and Trump's taxes, which dug up nothing and the January 6th committee, which dug up nothing. I mean, all of these hoaxes, now they're trying to throw the guy in jail. I mean, this is all they have. It's all they do. And they will not stop unless the Republican Party gets a backbone. And we're going to talk about the Joe Rogan voter and how he's going to impact the 2024 race. I mean, really, I do think that the people who watch his podcast are going to have an unbelievable influence on 2024 because these are people that aren't, by and large, tethered to politics. But even Joe Rogan knows what's going on. I mean, for sure, he does. Uh, before, I get, before I get to that, I got to tell you about another one of this show's brand new sponsors, and that's Z-Stack. Um, if the COVID pandemic taught us anything, it's that you have to take control of your own family's health. I mean, I talked about this about the wellness company as well. 
You can't rely on the government. You can't rely on big pharma. That's why many of you count on ZStack. Uh, did you know that there is a specially formulated version of ZStack made for people who took the vaccine? I did not, but many people were duped into taking it. I mean, people that I love and care about took the vaccine thinking that they did the right thing. Um, I think they regret it today. Um, but it's called Z Detox. Z Detox contains vitamin D, vitamin C, zinc, NAC, and ECGC. And this is Dr. Z, uh, Dr. Zelenko's. This is Dr. Zelenko's. Um, this is Dr. Sorry. This is Dr. Zelenko's. Uh, formula that was especially created for individuals with weakened immune systems, especially those weakened by the COVID-19 vaccine and boosters. I mean, folks, this is really important. We know that vaccine injuries are real, and I think it's only going to get worse because big pharma lied to us over and over and over again about this stuff. And I think people are going to continue to get hurt. So as many of you all know that Dr. Zelenko was the world-renowned doctor uh, that President Trump credited with his successful early treatment protocol and his decision to take hydroxychloroquine, essentially, he's the guy that helped Trump heal so quickly. And he took enormous flack for giving this experimental, what was then considered an experimental treatment to Trump. Uh, but if you were forced to take the vaccine, if you have family or uh, family, friends, family members who took the vaccine, make sure that you order Z Detox today and help your immune system fight back. This is just so important. So supercharge your immune system. Go to ZStackLife.com backslash battleground order today and use promo code battleground to save an additional 15%, which is freaking great. Um, okay. So Joe Rogan, the Joe Rogan voter. Uh, People's Pundit and I have talked about this, a.k.a. Savage Rich, have talked about this for a long time, that the, the Joe Rogan voter, the Aaron Rodgers voter, going to play a pivotal role in 2024, which is why all of these people are trying to like get Spotify to drop them or cancel Joe Rogan, because he talks about things on his show to 50 million people every single time he has a podcast that you're not supposed to talk about in the established media. You won't hear about this stuff in the establishment media. And that's why people think he's so dangerous. And by the way, Joe Rogan is not a conservative. I think he's waking up like Elon Musk, but Joe Rogan was a Bernie Sanders supporter. But I think the scales are starting to be removed from his eyes. And he had this legendary comedian, this guy named Tim Dillon, who I think is really funny, but I didn't know he was as spot on about politics as as he really truly is until watching him on Joe Rogan again, which is why his show is so important. Um, but listen to this guy talking about Hunter Biden. I mean, this guy is so spot on in everything he says. He's more, he's more spot on about his assessments than most lifetime political consultants, consultants in this industry. Listen to what he has to say about Hunter Biden. President's son and everyone keeps talking about this. They go, well, he's being, it's a political witch hunt. And I'm like, he has videos of himself smoking crack with Ukrainian hookers with gun to their heads. <laughs> yeah. The guy lives in Malibu and he has art shows in Soho. It, he's doing okay. Like anyone's life's ruined with one of the videos on his laptop. Anyone. They've done a remarkable job of minimizing the impact oh, yeah. of that they laptop. Go, so what? Yeah, he's... He had his problems. It's amazing. They go, he had his problems. What, you have no compassion for addicts? I'm like, he's in the Ukraine with a gun to a hooker's head, smoking crack with a job his father got him. You don't have compassion for addicts? It's a little different. It's slightly different. Can we admit that? Well, it's also much different if we can find out that Joe Biden was involved oh yeah and sure the idea that he wasn't involved seems more unlikely seems odd seems weird odd Do that they, they would just bring in hunter it seems like they had conversations too yeah and it seems like he said that they didn't it's a tough family the but Bidens. it's just imagine yeah if that was trump yeah just imagine the the overall media coverage of it, it would be imagine how insane. insane it would be if Donald well, if Trump Donald Jr. Trump was like we should support the Ukraine the everyone in the media in this country would go fuck the Ukraine right. like yeah anything he said yeah they just it's they run the other way.
<laughs> I mean, it's so true. And here's the thing that I, 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 I that dawned on me today that it's it's just so simple. We all acknowledge that Joe Biden helped Hunter Biden, right, use the family name and get jobs or exposure to high-ranking officials in countries that don't like us, like the Chinese Communist Party or Ukraine. Joe Biden was able or Hunter Biden was able to get a position on Burisma, a Ukrainian energy company that paid him eighty four thousand dollars a month because Joe Biden helped him get that job. Don't forget, Joe Biden said you know, when 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 uh, Donald Trump was trying to uh, investigate corruption in Ukraine and the Biden family crime syndicate corruption. Remember, Biden Biden was saying when he was vice president, if you don't, if you know, you, you don't fire the prosecutor, you're not getting the billion dollars where the prosecutor was the guy that was investigating the Biden crime family syndicate. And we have Joe Biden on tape saying that he should be fired. Otherwise, the U.S. is going to withhold aid. I mean, why we were giving billion plus dollars to Ukraine even back then is beyond me. Um, but my point is, if we acknowledge that Joe Biden helped Hunter Biden get these jobs, well, then it stands to reason that, of course, he would be tied to his son's business dealings. Hunter Biden wasn't getting these jobs on his own merit. The only reason Hunter Biden was hired for these jobs is because Joe Biden swung the intro. Because of of course, of course, of course. Joe Biden is tethered to all this. Okay, Spar, what are you asking? Show your shirt. I know it's not, but it almost looks like a BTR Springsteen era minus. No, it's not. So check this out. This is Chuck Norris with a Santa hat on. And the bottom of the shirt says, Chuck Norris is going to deck your halls. Okay. I'm trying to show a festive Christmas spirit here, folks. And this, this is this is how I do it. Okay. Um, but so yeah, of course, Hunter Biden was. Uh, Joe Biden was connected to Hunter Biden's business dealings. Of course. But this podcast with Joe Rogan and Tim Dillon, it, look, they even reference the deep state. And I've told you many times before that I had very close personal friends that worked in the White House who were in close proximity with Donald Trump. And I would talk to them regularly. Um and these these people who were pretty like they were outside politics, they, they were Republican, but they weren't exposed to the swamp necessarily until they got in the swamp, if you catch my drift. And they used to say to me, like, holy shit, this is crazy. Like you would have Trump giving executive guidance to cabinet members, cabinet members passing it off and trying to move out, and draw fire and and do things that were that that Trump wanted that were that would benefit our great country and they'd give it to these entrenched bureaucrats at these massive bureaucracies like the Department of Veterans Affairs, uh, the Department of Education, in these whack job commie shit libs that were part of that bureaucracy would throw these the executive orders or guidance from the president in a folder or something on their desk or in the outbox and not pass it along to the next level of bureaucracy so it could be implemented. And this, these, this is how the deep state stifles a president's agenda. They do it in a million little ways, and they essentially weaponize the bureaucracy against you. And this is, of course, when President Trump was in office. It's gotten so much worse now. Uh, listen to Joe Rogan and Tim Dillon. Again, Tim Dillon is a mainstream comedian talking about this stuff. Listen to them talking about what the deep state is capable of. It should scare you. This keeps going. Like, how far will they take it? Like, if he keeps getting bigger, because it seems like, at least in public perception, the the more they come after him, the bigger he gets. Yeah. Because the more people realize the game. Right. They're like, oh my God, this is like banana republic shit. You're prosecuting your political opponent. Yes. And you're doing it specifically to time the trials around like Republican conventions, primaries, all these different, you're doing it on purpose. Right. It's pretty clear. Right. So everyone's like more and more supportive of him than ever. So right. how far will they go and how far can they? I don't know. I think he'll run the joint from the can. I think he'll, <laughs> I think he'll run the country from prison. I mean, I think he'll run it from a federal prison. I mean, it might get to the point where we possible? have the first mafia president where he's in federal prison in <sighs> Palm Beach and he's running the country. Yeah. Is that is that possible? I don't think they'll kill him. I don't think they kill anyone anymore. Mm. I don't think they kill anyone anymore. They don't seem to. They're torturing Assange. They'll bleed you out slowly. Assange thing is wild. But they don't seem to be killing anyone anymore the way they used to kill everyone. 
MLK, JFK, mm-hmm. RFK, everyone died. But now they're not killing people nearly as much. There's a few people. People disappear a Connected bit. to the Epstein case. They go. They go. To go. They absolutely few go. few of those guys went. They take this off. I think I'm allergic to it. <laughs> they got one guy. I mean, it's crazy. The one guy that yeah. uh, 30 miles from his house, he hung himself oh, with yeah. an electric cord and then shot himself in the chest with a shotgun. That's right. Or there that was a guy was. in Palm Beach. They found him in his pool. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Epstein friend, he was in a pool. There's a few of those. Well, they got to tie up the loose ends. There's a few of those loose ends that had oh, to get tied up. Oh, they got to tie up those loose ends. Yeah, there's a few Without of those. Without a doubt. People who didn't believe in the deep state are going to start believing in it because people like Joe Rogan are questioning everything. And and again, the left likes to say, Joe Rogan's far right. Oh, he's far right. It's like a complete, he laughs at that because- Joe Rogan is is a classical liberal. He's 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 a liberal. He's been a Democrat his whole life. He's not hard right. He just asks questions and thinks for himself. And isn't it interesting that critical thinking has been labeled conspiracy theorist? On this, show, we are not conspiracy theorists, right? Well, I mean, according to these asshats, maybe we are, but our conspiracies tend to always come true. So there's that. I'm all out of them, right? Maybe it's time to get some new ones. But speaking of people who were murdered by the deep state, let's transition to Jeffrey Epstein. Um, Because we all know that Jeffrey Epstein did not kill himself. Um, It's absolutely 100% my assessment. He did not. Um, And I was on with Ed Henry this morning on Wake Up Patriots. Ed Henry's got a show in Vigilant News, and he, he does it here on Rumble as well. Um, from eight to 10 uh, in the morning. And I go on every Thursday and we talked about this, about Jeffrey Epstein, about the CIA having the capability. And the question was, does the CIA have have the capability to kill Jeffrey Epstein in prison? Like, well, of course, of course they do. Uh, You should go check out, check that out for the full conversation. But this, what's been in the news is this Jeffrey Epstein associate list and how it's going to be unsealed. And I found this video on Colin Rugg's uh, X account. He's got a great X account, by the way. Um, it is a very old video of, of Jeffrey Epstein where he's talking about basically, you know, sexual sexual assault of minors. This dude is basically some of the wor- worst of the worst. He's a pedophile. And my sense of Jeffrey Epstein is that he was a proxy for the CIA. And his job was to get dirt on very, very powerful people. And uh, it's just, look, that's just my two cents. I know how our intelligence agencies work. Um, Lots of great, amazing, competent people who are in the field who love this country. But those agencies have been commandeered in critical positions, and and, in many cases, by liberals who are taking them in the wrong direction. Um, So just so you know, the top lines on this Epstein story, uh, the three names will remain sealed out of 150 names of associates connected to Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell set to be released in the new year. 13 people fought to keep their names sealed, however, were unsuccessful. The three names that will remain sealed were classic outsiders peripheral to the events at issue. There's a lot of controversy about why are these people's names sealed? Uh, and w- so these people weren't necessarily associated with Jeffrey Epstein. One of the three sealed names was wrongly identified in a photo. This latest release will apparently have limited redactions and thus possibly fill in some of the lingering questions about who helped Epstein, reported the Miami Herald. Uh, so this video deposition of Jeffrey Epstein in January of 2025, watch this. OK, so we know so much more now. I mean, this was back in 2012. But watch Jeffrey Epstein back in 2012. How was he allowed to do this for as long as he was? Check this out. Did you raise your hand, please? Did you solemnly swear the testimony you're about to give in the matter now pending? Should be the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? Yes, ma'am. Would you please state your full name? I'm Jeffrey Edward Epstein, and my residence address is 6100 Red Hook Boulevard in Virgin Islands. Do you maintain any other residences presently? I have vacation homes in New Mexico, uh, Palm Beach, New York, and Paris. Have you ever been convicted of a crime? Yes. What was the crime of which you were convicted? Two uh, counts, one soliciting prostitution and procuring a minor for prostitution. 
Did you, in fact, commit those acts? I'm going to invoke my Fifth Amendment right. How many times have you solicited a minor for prostitution? Same answer. How many times have you solicited a minor for prostitution in the state of Florida? Same answer. Have you ever solicited a minor for prostitution in the Virgin Islands? Same answer. That is, the you are invoking Look, your Fifth Amendment. Yes, right. Yes, Mr. Scott. Have you ever solicited for prostitution in New York? Same answer. Have you ever solicited solicited for prostitution in New Mexico? Same answer. Have you ever solicited for prostitution in Paris? Same answer. Have you ever solicited a minor for prostitution anywhere at any time? Again, I'm going to assert my right. Let's take Did you ever? Break. We're going to go off the record. So you are terminating the deposition at this time. Recess the deposition. Crazy, right? That this guy was allowed to prey on children and sex traffic women, young women, for as long as he has. One of his accusers came out today. Uh, this is in the New York Post. Uh, talking about like kind of throwing shade and, and and taunting the 170 people exposed on what she's calling a naughty list, not to make light of this because this is obviously horrific. Um, but this from the New York Post, uh, this accuser said there's going to be a lot of nervous people over Christmas and New Year's, 170 to be exact. Who's on the naughty list? Question mark. Merry early Christmas, she said in another tweet. I mean, look, folks, the fact that we know in the in and our intelligence communities, along with the FBI, which is a federal law enforcement agency, spent so much time, energy, resources tracking January 6th grandmas who walked through, dared walk through the Capitol after the Capitol Hill police opened the doors and let them in. They expended how much time and energy hunting these people down all over the country, made sure to make a scene that these people were arrested. The FBI would put out these gloating tweets with their pictures, essentially to me, trying to shame them and ruin their lives. How is it that we live in a country where some of the most powerful people on earth who were clearly implicated with and, and involved with Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell and flying on the Lolita Express to the Jeffrey Epstein Island to have sex with underage girls? How exactly are we protecting them? And and while simultaneously throwing Americans in jail for what was a mostly peaceful protest. Honestly, folks, this is there's some real sinister stuff happening in America right now. I mean, you look at what's happening with Jeffrey Epstein. That's horrific. But you also at the southern border, 85,000 children have been trafficked across our southern border and are now missing. Most assumed to be sold into sex slavery. What the hell is happening? This is not a conspiracy theory. Josh Hawley addressed this very issue on the floor of the United States Senate. How is Jeffrey Epstein allowed to remain hidden for so long? And why are we protecting these powerful people? I mean, we obviously know that British royalty are connected to Jeffrey Epstein, right? This this alleged this this accuser who talked about the naughty list from that New York Post article, she settled out of court with British this uh British royalty for 12 million dollars. You've, we've seen pictures of Bill Clinton getting his back massaged by one of the Epstein girls. A, a picture just leaked of Bill Gates uh, with his arm around an underage Epstein girl. All of these powerful, powerful people, most of whom happen to be on the Democrat side of the aisle, are, 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 are presumed to be on this list. And you know who's stopping the release of the list? Because Senator Marsha Blackburn, who is a Republican in the United States Senate, has been pushing for the release of the Epstein flight logs relentlessly, you know who she's been blockaded by? Senator Dick Durbin, a Democrat. Why are the Democrats stopping the release of these Epstein associates? Why are we trying to protect these very powerful people who are some of the most evil people on the face of the planet who are implicated in Jeffrey Epstein's underage pedophile ring? It's absolutely sickening to me, and we should release that list. The American people deserve transparency. Okay, let me pivot real quickly. I want to talk to you quickly about uh, American foreign policy just is gone. I mean, we're on the ropes, folks. America's never been in a more dangerous place than I believe that we're in right now. But let me talk to you about um, uh, Naked Organs and the the Bison Trifecta. The Bison Trifecta is their best-selling product. It supports heart health, cognitive function, athletic performance, um, provides immune support, combats inflammation, 
clearly Biden should be taking this. Maybe it would make the Lazarus pit more effective. But for a guy like me, it's essentially a very, very powerful multivitamin. Uh, it actually does a whole hell of a lot more than a traditional multivitamin that you get at GNC. But for a guy like me that doesn't eat any fruits or vegetables and people in the live chat, I think Renee was like blown away that I didn't eat any fruits or vegetables. Yes, I've got to be 6'2". Uh, and running a you know six minute and thirty second mile uh, at two hundred and twenty five pounds, not eating a single fruit or vegetable. So I would say maybe there's some value in it. I don't know, but essentially, I, like I need stuff like this because I'm vitamin deficient in so many ways. <laughs> and so the bison trifecta is great. Um, go to holisticgoddess.com backslash battleground if you want to get it. It's it's really great stuff. Holisticgoddess.com backslash battleground. Obviously use the, pro, uh, the promo code battleground to save an additional 10% today. Uh, seriously, it's great stuff. You should get it. Um, <laughs> Renee, yes, because I love fruits and veggies. <laughs> not, not me. I'm, I don't do that. I, I, I was telling Brock, like I drink a lot of coffee. I'm a meat and potatoes guy, and I love, I love vodka. Um, and I told Brock uh, before I joined that before we went live on the show that we survived in the military on a steady diet of of coffee and hate. And Brock seemed to like that. I flavored my coffee with hate. <laughs> So yeah, done, done okay for me thus far, but the bison trifecta, if you want to stay healthy, I mean, look, so much of what we talk about on the show is how to protect yourself, your family and stay healthy. Cause again, these, these government bureaucrats like Fauci just screwed us over so much during the pandemic that we just can't trust them anymore. Um, so I got to get to this real quickly, um, before we close for the day. And, and there's an article in the New York post about G warning, uh, Biden that he plans to take Taiwan by any means necessary. Uh, this is this is this should scare you folks. I mean, I tell you, in 2024, something's going to happen. I don't know what it is, but there's going to be something's going to happen. And so just be ready. But the article says President Xi Jinping warned President Biden last month that he intends to end Taiwan's decades long de facto independence peacefully, if possible. Xi told the 81 year old commander in chief that Beijing will unify Taiwan with mainland China, but that the timing has not yet been decided. I mean, that's just what he told the U.S. president. Let me tell you something, folks. Something like this would never, ever happen under Trump. Xi would never presume to tell Trump anything because these world leaders were scared shitless of President Trump. They respected him. They feared him. And that's exactly how our enemies should feel about America and our uh, American president. But what Trump did to China is what he understands is he understands that China's number one geopolitical goal is to double their size of their economy by 2035. China believes that by taking Taiwan, they can do that by controlling mark global market share of the world's uh, microchip processing. And so part and partial with China's economic goals, if they're going to meet their 2035 economic goals, which have been promised by President Xi, they have to take Taiwan in order to do it. But what President Trump did so well when he was in office was he sanctioned the hell out of China effectively crushing their economy. And when he crushed the Chinese economy, he crushed their ability to project power around the world because Xi had to focus internally instead of externally. And, and look, I, I was running for Congress when Trump did this. I talked to many Democrat Republican CEOs who own manufacturing facilities, steel facilities and whatnot. I said, hey, well, how do you feel about the Trump tariffs? They said, well, look, it's hurting our bottom line in the short term. But in the long term, it's necessary. The, the, the Band-Aid had to be ripped off eventually. Why? Because we're a country that believes in free trade. But free trade is it must also be fair trade. China manipulates their currency and cheats all the time. And they've done it to the detriment of this country and American manufacturing, which has caused this country to outsource all of our jobs to countries all around the world who hate us. Trump sanctioned the hell out of them crushed their economy, and brought China to heel. Joe Biden, on his first month in office, repealed those sanctions, and now look what's happening. China is telling him exactly what they're going to do. And they're not, they're not asking to take Taiwan. They're telling him, we will take Taiwan. And that's to scare the daylights out of all of you, because China, I, I really do believe, 
that China is our number one geopolitical foe on a great many levels, even more so than Nazi Germany at the height of World War II. I believe that um, for a lot of reasons. But all of our enemies now are looking at China and how they are spurning the United States and blowing them off. And now they are saber rattling as well. Um, there's this video of uh, the Yemen, the Houthi rebels in Yemen released, basically taunting America. Now, the, the Houthis in Yemen have been attacking American warships and attacking civilian ships, thereby affecting global trade or could affect global trade on the regular. And by the way, the U.S. military is shooting down $200,000 drones from Yemen with $2.2 million missiles a pop. By the way, these missiles are $2.2 million a pop. Shooting down drones that cost $200,000 with missiles that cost $2.1 million. Maybe a commander of one of these ships would say, hmm, maybe there's a more, maybe there's a better way because that doesn't seem to make much sense. But look at what the Houthi rebels released just recently, uh, in the like just recently, taunting the United States. Check this out. Oh my God, look at this. We're at 477 watching live. We're almost at 500 live viewers, which would be amazing. We're trying to hit that by the end of the year. You all are the best. The battle crew is the best. Uh, but okay, that's the Houthis have like one jet. It's from like the 1980s. And they're the only thing cool about that video was highway to the danger zone. I mean, but they don't give a shit about Biden. They're not afraid of Biden. They don't care about Biden. They don't respect Biden. Why? Look at what John Kirby just said about the Houthis, about whether whether or not they should be a terrorist organization. Check out what he said. Has uh, the administration thought about redesignating the Houthis as a terrorist organization? Yeah, we're actually conducting a review right now uh, on whether that's the, the right course forward. We've talked about that. No decisions made right now. No decisions made. Well, a decision was made when President Trump was in office. The Houthis were declared a terrorist organization. This, this is so important, folks. People overlook this stuff all the time. But think about how this affects soldiers on the battlefield or sailors if you're on a ship or a Marine, airman, what have you. If the commander in chief, the leader of the United States military, can't even call our enemies enemies, how do you think that that affects people who are on the ground who are trying to make life and death decisions? Sometimes you know, life is separated from death in a split second. If you have a commander in chief that is not calling the Houthi rebels who are attacking your ships, enemies of the United States. How do you think that affects a sailor who's trying to pull the trigger on a potential enemy attack? If he thinks he's going to go to jail for the rest of his life because the damn president of the United States can't even call our enemies the enemies, that has profound effects on the military and it puts, puts American sons and daughters in danger. It creates hesitation on the battlefield. <laughs> when seconds matter, it creates hesitation. It could get people killed. So not only there's a commander in chief not calling the Houthis a terrorist organization bad for the country, bad for our national security, makes the world less safe. It makes our country less safe. It puts our sons and daughters who volunteer to serve this country at risk on the battlefield. I saw this episode before when President Obama was in office and he refused to call Islamic terrorists terrorists. It causes confusion on the battlefield, and that is a very bad thing. And so, um, all right, well, what time is it? What? Is, oh, my, well, look at that, 6.03. Um, so, look, I've got an amazing show tomorrow, folks. Trust me, you do not want to miss this. Please, please, please tell your family and your friends. I know it's Friday, but we have Commander Melanie coming on tomorrow, and she's going to, for the very first time, she's never done any sort of video TV appearance ever. 
unless you know these crazy radical uh, shit libs following us around when we were campaigning or when I was running for Senate. Yeah, maybe maybe she had her picture in the paper then. Um, but she's never actually done a, a live stream television, anything. So she's coming on tomorrow and we're going to move through the show together. So you have an opportunity to meet her. If you've made it thus far, 460 watching live, which is pretty damn awesome. And the audience continues to grow. Thank you to the battle crew for that, but make sure you like and rumble that little green thumb beneath this video, smash it. It helps the show a lot. Tell your family, tell your friends, tell your loved ones to subscribe to Battleground Live. This show is and will always be for you. Download the Vigilant News Network app. It's free. It always will be. They're going to, man, they're going to have just an an awesome lineup of truth tellers on there. Uh, You know, break the shackles of of traditional media and and get over to Vigilant News Network and and watch their content. Up after me at 8 o'clock on their app is Ivory Hecker with the Gateway Pundits program Beyond the Headlines. She's great. Check it out. Um, but as, as always, uh, thank you all for watching the show tonight. I will see you tomorrow, uh, at 5 PM with commander Melanie. God bless you all. Thank you for being in the trenches and God bless this exceptional country that we call home. Take care.